What's going on? Hello. Welcome back, or welcome, uh, to a very special version of Iron Horse. I have played and mentioned Countless Skies constantly. Um, a couple of shows ago, I played... Now, I want to say it's Denali. Have I got it right? <clears throat> yeah, cool. Um, I rave about them quite a lot, uh, but I didn't want to get all of them, because that's going to be an absolute clusterfuck trying to do that online. Um, ladies, gents, and everybody else, my very special guest... Is Papa King, Ross King himself. How you doing, my man? Hey, dude, I'm good, man. You? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, I'm good. It's uh, it, this is less stressful than I thought it would be because I have got all the technological capabilities of a carrot, <laughs> and I have no idea what I'm doing. So I heavily relied on what I like to call the Iron Horse uh, Tech Team or uh, James, because yeah. <laughs> I'm crap at this. Um, so. I mean, fuck, people know you from both of those, or people might even go as far back as know you from Hate Spire. Did Hate Spire yeah. evolve into Countless Skies? Is, is kind that of, how yeah. That happened? Yeah, I mean, Hate Spire was the same lineup as Countless Skies, but with an extra member. We used to have a keyboardist uh, slash guitarist called Marcello Cittriello. Um, That's the coolest was... name I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, he was a cool guy, but um, we just had very different creative interests and we got to a point where it was just clear that he it was just wasn't going to work out so um that's when hate spire kind of took a, a, a dip out and we all had loads of stuff going on in our lives like pratt was at uni in hull and um i think phil was really busy with something else and and then we just sort of like took hiatus for a few years i think and then came back and decided to change the name so i guess technically although i like to see countless guys as like a new start but yeah, I guess technically it did evolve from Hatesburg. I can entirely, uh, I can entirely get behind that because it's kind of what we ended up doing ourselves um, from an RTV perspective. One just evolved into mm. the other. But I did notice there was a person that I I never noticed before, and then yeah. I thought, hang on, but but Phil sitting on the desk was Phil actually part of that? So that's that's really fucking cool because similarly when it comes to the sound of both of them to me anyway mm. it seems like countless skies is just a really refined version of them yeah um, there were some things that we uh changed for sure when we when we changed to countless skies for instance when we were doing hate spire it was all very oh woe is me i'm miserable blah 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 it was very like <laughs> And, like, one of the rules that we've had since then is that we're not allowed to just wallow in our own misery. We have to, like, make it a bit more... I don't want to say positive, but, like, not not so, like, um, you know, like... Yeah, drowning in your sorrows has got to be a bit more... Constructive, that. maybe. <laughs> yeah, constructive is a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> so, where did this... Where did your love for metal all start? Because you... Are one of the biggest fans of metal as 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 its own collective, which I always find really difficult to describe because there's so many subgenres, isn't there? Where yeah. did this where did this all start? What what got you into metal? Um, well, I think the best best way to describe it. I mean, when I was growing up, my dad um, played me lots of like classic rock. So um, my dad would show me things like um, Guns and Roses, um, Thin Lizzy was like a huge one. <clears throat> bon Jovi. Um, I know he had he had like a, a little vinyl collection as well, believe it or not. Um, but yeah, my vinyl interest comes from. Um, and so, like, yeah, that that was kind of like an introduction to like guitar music. And then my mum would always have Radio Two on. 
and I know it sounds like not particularly metal, but I think that it definitely opens your musical interests. And also, you learn all the words to all these like old songs that you <laughs> you're like. Why do I know the words to this song? And it's like because it was ingrained in you as a kid. Absolutely. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with Radio 2. I absolutely love Radio 2. I've really gotten to, uh, from that, from off the back of that, and from someone that worked, Radio 6 Music. So if you're still oh. up for expanding, Radio 6 Music, my man. Nice, okay, cool. Not, not that I should promote something so big on something so little, but fuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so f- um, from there, like, I mean, I, I guess growing up, I was into my sort of, um, like, punk rock, I guess. Like, punk rock and new metal, you know, the usual stuff. When I was, like, 14, you know. Um... And that's actually how me and Pratt, um, the guitarist, we sort of bonded over our... I mean, we'd known each other for a long time already, but when we uh, both got into like year nine at school, we, we both bonded over our love for Linkin Park, and then we went to see them live together when nice. we were four. <laughs> Which nice. is funny. Because you've and known then... Pratt forever, haven't you? I say forever. You've And don't you share birthdays? Is that correct? We do, yeah. We were born on the same day, yeah. That's fucking I always epic. say uh, he was born during Sesame Street, and I was born during Coronation Street. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and then I'll just quickly uh, sum it up. So, And then my brother, of all people, who is not the biggest metalhead, but he was listening to Metallica um, before me, and he, uh, we were going on holiday, and he gave me a mini-disc. That's how long ago this was. Fuck yeah, a mini-disc. Mini-disc with uh, Metallica's S&M on it, and so it was obviously Metallica with the orchestra, and it blew my mind. I couldn't quite believe what I was listening to. And then I was just obsessed. And then I, I had to listen to more metal. And then someone showed me an instrumental song by In Flames. Um, and I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then I looked them up and listened to them with the vocals. And I was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> wow, that's insane. Yeah, yeah and then uh, I, I just... I love In Flames, man. I haven't listened to them in years. Yeah, dove headfirst into Melodeath from there, and yeah, the rest, yeah, the rest is history. Well. That explains a lot, because it, effectively for anything Melodeath, like, you are, and, and that is effectively, you. that's that's where you, you earn that title as Papa King, because if you want anything black <laughs> or melodic, we just find you. <laughs> 110%. Um, I should probably, I should probably do a track. You have chosen... Uh, Illusions in the Wake by Knowlton. Yes. Why? Okay. Um, so, Illusions in the Wake, um, that album came out last year, somewhere near the end of last year, I think. I just sort of found it randomly on, there's a review site called Angry Metal Guy, who I, I always like to go on there and find new stuff because yeah. they, they're really quite brutally honest about stuff. And when they like something, it's often for a good reason. So I checked out the track and I was like, this is awesome. And I took a note, and then when the album came out, I put it on, and I don't think I stopped listening to it for like two months. Every day I listened to it, I just loved it. I, I don't know what I don't know what it is. I just I think it's just brilliant. Um, I even have uh, their hoodie now, so and it's like really fucking good. The, the so, album artwork is. Um, I mean, it's uh, for those who don't know. First of all, go and check the track out, um, and just go and check out Nolter. I uh, I made a point of listening to this uh, before I t- started talking to you. That is, it's fucking brilliant, and the album yeah. artwork is basically like watercolors. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. insane. Caught, caught my eye immediately. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, cool. We're gonna <clears> stick <throat> that on then. So uh, this is Nolton.
The name of Countless Skies uh, comes... Okay, did it come from the Bellacore track? Or if, uh, if it did come from the Bellacore track, why? So, it, in a roundabout way, it came from the Bellacore track. It actually came from my email address at the time. So, we were nice. talking... 
so there's a, a guy called Matt Young from a band called Hex. Um, and when we were still Hate Spire, we were sort of working with him a little bit um, to try and um, sort of like get the band moving and, and get it going somewhere. Um, it wasn't like a manager, but it was more like just sort of like a, I don't know, consultant. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we were chatting away and I was saying, oh, I really want to change the band name. We've come up with all these different ideas and no one can settle on anything. We're all just like bickering in, in, in the band about what we should be called. And then um, we, were, we were talking about something and he was like, cool, um, I need to send you something via email. What's your email address? And, I, and I'd made a new email address at the time. Um, I was like, oh, it's countless.skies, you know. And he's like, why don't you use that as a band name? And I was like, well, it's a song by Bella Core. And he's like, so? I was like... Yes, we could. <laughs> and did and you it, drop the dot immediately? Well, the dot is just, <laughs> just part of the email address. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, the thing is, like, we didn't really expect to go anywhere. You know, we, we were just like a little bunch of kids making music together. You know, it was just like, oh, yeah, we're going to uh, have a nod to our one of our favorite bands, you know, like, you know, whatever. And uh, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where. I don't know. I don't. I don't mind it, but like, I don't know if we're ever going to escape it. <laughs> Everyone's just going to look at it and think of Bellacore immediately. Um, oh, well. I didn't. Uh, I know you'd mentioned Bellacore um, um, beforehand when when because I first met you in. I mean, my notes say 2016, where we did that <laughs> random two day gig that was Leeds and Bristol. Yeah, that was possibly the weirdest thing in the world with the world's worst promoter. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> affectionately uh, well unaffectionately called crybaby andy i don't know what ever happened to him long way he never ever be in music um, right. but that's that around that time is when i knew about melodeth but that's kind of when you kind of showed me a lot more of it and where i first properly heard you guys but i didn't know about the bellicor track uh effectively <laughs> until I, go I i then googled and spotified you and it was like oh it's a track and then listened to bellicor and went ah oh, that makes sense <laughs> Yeah. Um, I annoyingly in my show notes it was like I, I was going to ask did your love of de de uh, Melodeth come from that but you've already explained that from, from effectively <laughs> from uh, In Flames yeah what um, is it about it what I mean but, so for those for those who don't know Melodeth try and sell okay so try and sell Melodeth to someone okay so I think a lot of people say it's kind of like um, you've got like the heaviness intensity of death metal but like if you cross the guitar riffs and melodies of iron maiden or something like it's kind of like it definitely um has evolved from that era of metal like judas priest and iron maiden and stuff but um has slowly evolved into this new sound of of like you know death metal um i always think it's funny like melodic death metal just sounds really kind of like an oxymoron almost like it just yeah. sounds like it should work but it does but i also I don't know. I I don't really know that a lot of a lot of Melodeth is necessarily that closely related to death metal. Do you know what I mean? It's more. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't think it is at all. I think if more than anything, it kind of because a lot of it. I say a lot of it. Quite a number of it's orchestral. There's a lot of strings and vi I mean, you recently in in countless have got yourself. Is it a cello? 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 Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. and a lot of it has that kind of influence. Um. A fucking uh, do you know what i now can't name any <laughs> but <laughs> there isn't you you think of you think of death metal in itself you think more i mean i always think more of the american side of things 
the kind of mm. death and cannibal corpse and, and that kind of really, really fucking heavy fuck you thrashed up. So to then effectively take all of that away, I, I always think it's closer to like shoegaze mm. or to post-genres. It's almost, it's closer to post-metal. Yeah. It's like a harder post-metal. Yeah. I think. <laughs> what did we, what did, what did we just think that the Moth Gatherer was? They're post-metal for sure. Yeah. So yeah. I would put them closer, I'd put Melodeth closer to post-metal, but well, <laughs> That was an incredible gig. Yes, it was, yeah. Fucking hell. That was so yeah. good. Um, um, it's definitely evolving that way as well. I think that um, a lot of Melodeth bands nowadays are incorporating post-metal influences, post-rock influences into their music, getting that bit of like dreamy, shoegazy sort of sound. 100%. Yeah. I'm really glad they are. Yeah. yeah, same. I think it's going very much in the right direction for things. Mm. I... I mean, I, I, the same as you, listening to a bit of everything. But I like it when... So like Persephone, for example. I don't know where you'd put them. But they have everything from... Especially, especially from Spiritual Migration. Um, yeah. They have... I mean, fuck, they have two tracks that have got... That's like Mesmerian Meditation and Zanzibian Meditation or whatever. whatever the, that have birdsong in. It's yeah. a metal album with blast beats and fucking brutal vocals that has birdsong in. I think it's brilliant. So those layers... Um, and I don't know about you, I always find really appealing. You've got yeah, cleans and you've got screamy bobs and you've got blasties, but then you've got this big fucking ambient choral section. Devi. Yeah. Devi being <laughs> Devi being a mutual love of ours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How how was he? I've got to fucking ask, how was he? God, it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. <laughs> I ended up seeing three nights in the end. In the space of four days, because uh, two twice in London in the Royal Albert Hall, and then he came to Cambridge where I live. So, <laughs> which is amazing. He did an acoustic set, didn't he? Did yeah, and it was. I think the one of the words best to describe it was unhinged. <laughs> it was <laughs> <laughs> like he did love. I don't know if you've ever seen him do his acoustic rendition of love. No. And watching a fifty-year-old man slowly lose his mind on stage. It was. Just, <laughs> he was just like making the weirdest noises and just. I, I'm certain there were people in the audience who had been dragged along by their friends, not really knowing what they were going to. Just sitting there thinking, like, just having, like, a, an existential crisis. Like, what is happening? Why is this man screaming at me? You're going to love Devin Townsend, Matt. Now, I know you're not into metal, but honestly, it's acoustic. It's going to be great. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can, I can picture it. I remember one time at Bloodstock where all of his gear got lost. And yeah. it, was the year I, it was the year I had the absolute privilege of meeting him and getting his signature that is now emblazoned in ink upon my body. And Amazing. he um, he he came up on stage and was just like, "Sorry, guys, um, we're having we're having problems." And now some interpretive dance and spent yeah. like didn't do it for a bit. Spent about five minutes. <laughs> I think it was more like fifteen minutes. You know, just doing like stand up and dancing. I was there. I was in the crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you would. I I, I thought you would be. I knew you would be because I'm almost <laughs> certain I saw you that year. Um, oh, fuck. We should probably do another track. I'd rather yeah. just talk, but it, this isn't a podcast. I pretend I play music. Um, you've chosen Astronoid, and this is a... I mean, you wanted to open with this, and I think... I don't know if it was a hard one, because you, you opened with the Halo effect, which I love. I mean, it's an absolute tune. I, don't, I think I would have gone with you. I think I would have gone with Astronoid. But anyway, tell, tell, tell us about Astronoid. Okay, so um, it's another one of those random discoveries on the internet where um, someone described them. They're kind of like... It's like if Coheed and Cambria and Devin Townsend, like teamed up to make some music and added loads of blast beats to it. That's <laughs> Although, a bloody good way of putting it. 
Yeah, they have toned down the blast beats now. They so the first album had a lot of blast beats on. I, I love it. It's a great album. Uh, the second one they got rid of the blast beats, which I was really sad about. And now they fa- fa- finally they're bringing them back again. So it's like they lost uh, them. <laughs> yeah. No, but in a more like reserved way, I think. I think they were worried that it was a bit too full on. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't. But know. they're so cool. They've got such a unique sound. It's really dreamy and um, it's got like that post influence to it as well, you know. Um, but then when it kicks up a gear with the blast beats, it's just like, oh, you know. It is intense. Right. Yeah. This is uh, this is Eyes by Astronoid.
Now, I've already commented off, uh, off mic. I was going to say off air. Off air, whatever. Um, you've got quite a nice vinyl record collection behind you, good sir, in what looks like a mahogany thing, which I'm uh, a little sexually attracted to. <laughs> they, you said your dad kicks it off, your, your vinyl, yeah. vinyl love. I think so, yeah. Although it's only really something that I got into during lockdown because I needed some kind of... Um, I don't know, I, I just missed gigs, you know? I really missed gigs and I missed, like, supporting bands. And then all these, like, colourful vinyls were, like, flashed in front of my face on the internet and I was like, I need these. So now I have all of this. I'm gesturing at my vinyl collection for those who can't for, see. For, for those who can't <laughs> see uh, and won't see because this is audio, it's... Yeah. Uh, uh, do you know how many you have, roughly? Have you counted? No, I lost count. And also, some of them are just R ones, so that's like all the different Countless Skies variants there. Nice. But, uh, and I've got these box sets as well, so I've got four Devon Townsend box sets, each with like ten vinyls inside of them, so... <laughs> I fucking love it. You've got like the, the collection that's got all of his project stuff, isn't it? I'm missing one. I'm missing Eras One, which is the uh, Devon Townsend project four albums. But wow. I've got the um, the early albums. I've got the the ones with like Transcendence and Sky Blue. I've got the live one in London, which is the four, uh, you know, Devon Townsend. Fucking I. And I've got like a couple of other ones over here. I've got the Galactic Quarantine, Ziltoid, um, the acoustic one. Yeah, Empath. Empath was one of the first finals I bought, actually. Have you not put... Um, actually, we match, I think. Isn't yours red? Mine's orange. Yours My orange? Uh, yeah. I think mine's red. There uh, was, like, loads of different variants. I, I can't believe the people who bought all of them. They had, like, 20 different versions of the same album. <laughs> I, I wanted one of... Um, effectively, I wanted to get, like, a rainbow of them. I wanted the purple one. But the purple oh. one went like that. So yeah. I couldn't go anywhere near it. Um, oh, I thought we matched with that. Do you not discogs them? I do, yeah, but I kind of... Um, I need to update it. I haven't done it for a little while, yeah. And I'm all right I, in thinking they're all colour. I, 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 I try to never buy black vinyl because sometimes there are vinyls that you can only get on black vinyl. So um, if I can, I'll, I'll get a coloured variant so that, uh, yeah, it's all a bit different, you know, when I, when I get them out. Really tough one. What was your first? My first vinyl? Do you remember it? Um, like a love. Yeah. Distantly lost in memories. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say two because one of them isn't strictly like a, an album. Uh, my ex-girlfriend for Christmas one year bought me um, a podcast called No Such Thing as a Fish. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, yeah, uh, Infinite. Um... The QI Elves. And they yes, that's it. That's it. Talk about different random facts. They did a vinyl of like their first few episodes. Uh <laughs> Christmas and I was like thank you I don't own a vinyl player but thank you <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, when I was working at one of my old companies um, I oh that's right I bought uh, Winter's Gate um, on blue vinyl because I saw it and I was like I don't even care I just need this in my life like it this beautiful blue vinyl Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah and I was showing it to everyone at work and then one of the directors at work was like my son has a vinyl player that he never even looked at do you want it I was like uh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just gave me this vinyl player, which is this thing here, which is from like the 1950s or something. Um, and uh, yeah. Uh, Do you know what make it is? It's a connoisseur. Ooh. Yeah. It's like an old thing. I had to Google it. It took a while to figure out what it even was. Is it belt yeah. or di direct? It's belt. Ah, oh, nice. Uh, 
Yeah, and it's like built into like a custom frame. That's why I was struggling to figure out what it was because I had to like lift it out of the frame to even see the model number. But Fucking yeah, it's, it's older than my dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I use it to listen to black metal, which is Fucking definitely not what because we've got um we've got a pioneer but we had a technics direct drive but the problem is is that effectively the capacitors didn't want to work anymore so it'd kind of you'd be listening to something and it'd do the whole oh god and then it'd stop so i sent it to a friend of mine and he was like oh one the capacitors is flying it was proper bulged it was like that's fine then it did it again and i threw i was sitting there just sketching and i threw and i mean threw everything at it was just like yes fucking ass <laughs> <laughs> so i uh, yeah we ended up getting um i know it's your interview but i'm gonna i'm gonna briefly put in fact the pioneer record player i've got i got from a gentleman named alex lamb uh who still works at um radio caroline as in the old one on the boat okay the, the really really famous old radio pirate radio station it's on land now but uh it was his but it hasn't ha i haven't had a problem the belt went so i replaced it yeah to, to me it just makes a bit more sense now but yeah. I've never heard of a connoisseur. I'm now going to have to... I'll have to talk to my friend Jess, who... Um, we for, for, for those who listen to the show regularly, uh, we had on, I think, December's episode. Um, she'll know. She has a... I think she has three complete collections now. She's at that level. I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I think the, these final players were built by, like, one man in Yorkshire in the in the 50s or 60s in or something. shed. All the best yeah, things are built in a shed. yeah. yeah. 100%. What's the latest one you've got? Latest final? Yeah, because I, I saw uh, you posted a bunch on your Insta. Yeah, yeah. It arrived, um, like, late last week, um, finally. The uh, the latest album from Duskmorn, which I think came out in 2020. And I was part of the Kickstarter before the album was released. So probably in, like, 2019. Uh, and I feel so sorry for them because they've had to wait so long to get their vinyls in. Like, I don't know if you know about this whole crisis with vinyls at the moment where there's the demand has surged like crazy, but like they're, they're not building new um, vinyl plants. They're not. So there's, there's nowhere for anyone to, um, to make more vinyl um, and no one's really investing in it. Uh, And the main problem is, is that the big labels uh, who've got like um, a lot of power, they can just go in and just force these vinyl plants to print their like, you know, top um, top promoted albums. Yeah, you know. like and uh, all, all the underground bands are just getting pushed further and further back to the Absolutely. point where people are waiting like a year to get the vinyl press. You know, it's mad. Which it's is ridiculous. Mad. I don't understand why, if you've got big companies, big record labels, they're not poor. Mm. Just, just invest in your own fucking vinyl. Re- then you don't have to bother anyone else because you can do all your own. Yeah, exactly. That's I don't make sense. Yeah, but it, it's just—it's not an easy task to build a vinyl plant. Basically, I think is what it is. It's just—it's time-consuming. It's expensive, and I don't know. Maybe they—they're not sure if the vinyl surge is going to last. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I mean, I—I I don't know about you. I started mine. I—I I don't know how long ago I started mine. Um, a good few years ago, but I'm not going to stop. I'm only stopping currently because of financial issues, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, I have no intention of stopping, so between you, me, and about three other people I know, we could probably keep the vinyl market going. <laughs> yeah. God, it's, it's always the way. It's like, I'm like, okay, right, that's the last one. Okay, I'm not going, oh my god, they're reissuing this album. I need a, I need three copies. No. <laughs> but it's, so I did this with Green Lung. Um, my uh, I bought I bought Green Lung. and actually Green Lung for for a band that are actually on the up and up and are, are pretty 
pretty sizable. I mean, they're not they're not like Black Sabbath huge, but they're 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 fucking big on the scene at the moment. Yeah, they even are. their stuff. I got three separate emails, um, and it took an extra three months delayed for their stuff because they were just like, "We're so sorry, it's been pushed back. This has been moved." So it, it, it must be like the top level of cream that is just kind of going in and going like, "Boom, you will do ours first. Yeah, absolutely. It's absolute bollocks. We should probably play a yeah. track. Um, oh my god, oh my god, I love this band. <laughs> oh my god, I love Soen. Right, thank you because this is your fault. Um, actually, I think it's between you and and uh, Ross Drummond. Uh, Ross Drummond, you're Ross. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have chosen this track, although I entirely love this album. But mm. why specifically have you gone for Illusion? Because, well, one because I wanted to play, choose something new. Because um, I, I'm almost certain that if I, when I came on your show last time, I'm sure we would have ended up playing a sewing track then as well. But um, you did. Yeah, so I thought, well, it's a safe bet if I pick the album that came out last year or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, also, this this song is just such an earworm. Like, it got stuck in my head for weeks after I heard it. And uh, I don't know, it's just something about about the melody. It's just it's really nice. Yeah. I must clarify that um, it was an older show on another radio station that I don't talk about because they don't exist anymore. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, no, no, no. no it, that does, it doesn't phase me and it doesn't phase uh, Chip Full of Bombs. I just like to clarify to people. I don't even know if they're available anymore. Oh. Cheers, Sam, for uh, keeping keeping it all going. Um, and it's not dripped in sarcasm. Right. So, uh, from Imperial, go and find this album. Listen to it until you go mad, because it's fucking brilliant. This is Summon with Illusion.
So, what... I, I have no other way of framing this. What brought on Denali? And am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, yeah. So, Denali, by the way, um, the name comes from the mountain in Alaska. So... Cool. Uh, uh, Gren as, as, is much better at explaining it because he's the one who chose it. Gren is the guitarist in Denali. Because uh, it's you and Nathan, isn't it? From Yeah, Atlas. yeah, yeah we, we, we're both uh, part of the project, yeah. But the music and the lyrics, basically everything is written by uh, James McGrenery, or Gren, as we call him. Um, it's like his sort of like um, personal project that uh, he started in the beginning of lockdown and then asked me to to do some vocals for him and uh and then i turned away and when i looked back i was in a five-piece band <laughs> <laughs> yeah no nah, it was all good um he managed to get um a few uh really cool people from the local scene to join in so we've got um adam taylor from um everest queen who are oh. and everyone should check them out we've played we've, got... the, we've played them on here before we um i have this running joke that i always basically play at least one stoner rock or doom track i've played them i've played a couple of them they're fucking brilliant i can't wait for their new album honestly mm. and then we also got simon marston who used to be in a melodeth band called cerberus unchained yes love them yeah so it's good for him to be out gigging again i think he missed it he's been sort of like um out of the live scene for a little while but now he's back and yeah he's such a great bassist as well he plays a six string and he's just he's a dude yeah, he is. He's a lovely man, yeah. I've got all the time in the world for him. I think he's fantastic. And I loved I loved Cerberus Unchained. They uh, uh, for a while um I think we competed with them for one of the masses, but fuck yeah. me were they good. And then they were like, "Oh no, we're not doing it anymore." It's like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. "Are you kidding me?" Um yeah. I think I've still got their patch on my jacket. I I, I love them. I've got time for them. They're fucking yeah. awesome. Go check them out. I know they don't exist, but just go check them out. I think they're still on Spotify. Um and then Nathan from Countless as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what was the question you asked me? Because I'm pretty sure I didn't what, answer it. <laughs> what brought about what was so it like? Why? Oh. Why did it? Why did it happen? Because it's not. I mean, it is. Oh, don't hit your microphone, you fucking twat. What? Because it's it's not that it's worlds away from from countless, but it's mm. it is different enough, obviously, to stand on its its own its own merit and to do its own thing. So, what <laughs> brought kind of that effectively going for something very very different? Yeah, I think that, um, like I said, like Gren uh, started the project in the lockdown, and I think it was just his love of like old school death doom. He just wanted to to do something that people in in our scene at least aren't really doing. Um, and I know that he he used to be in a lot of like atmospheric black metal uh, stuff, um, and now he's playing in Elysian Divide, which is kind of like a Oh my god, I wouldn't even I don't even know how to explain them like melodic metal. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh I think he just needed to some sort of outlet for like misery and you know Fuck just yeah. and and that and uh that's how Denali came about. And it's kind of almost got like a bit of a storytelling sort of vibe to it as well. Each song is kind of a little story in itself as well. So So I played Beneath the Waves and I said exactly that, that it's got a very Lovecraftian yeah. vibe to it. That it literally, and it's, I mean, it, it, I remember you saying he writes all the, the lyrics. They're fucking brilliant. The guy mm. knows how to tell a story. So from, because I, I sat, I, I wanted to play it because it was around the same time as other people bringing new stuff out. And it was just like, brilliant, we'll do an, a, a fucking good run of local, decent, fucking brilliant stuff. And then sat there, listened to the whole EP. It was hard to, 
<laughs> it's hard to choose one. It's a fucking brilliant EP, but uh, just it's a proper story. You feel accomplished after listening to it, like <laughs> awesome, man. Like a melodic audiobook. <laughs> Definitely like a melodic audiobook. Um, I've I've lost my place. <laughs> ah, that was it. Um, what is one of the coolest things you've ever done? within kind of music and the scene, and why was it picking Wolfheart up from the airport? <laughs> oh, no. Um, That's fucking cool. You can't deny that. Uh, no, it was it was cool to, to hang out with those guys and um, just to, like, yeah, get to chat to them, like, when they were just sort of, like, you know, just chilling, really, you know? <laughs> um, I don't know if that's... I don't know if I would say that, but, like... Um, I mean... Do you mean like in England? No, or? just uh, in terms of you as a musician and with either band or just you as someone, because you're, you're such a massively avid supporter of not only the scene, but just the general metal community kind of where you are. You're always, you, you've been involved with a lot of stuff with Bloodstock. You got, and still are to, to my recollection, massively involved in kind of the hitching scene, the metal to the masses and stuff they do at Club 85 and stuff like that. So, I, just as that, as someone who is not only a massive su supporter, sorry, I've, I thought a hornet flew in, I nearly shit my pants. <laughs> I've lost my track. Yeah, so someone who is a massive, I'll, I'll probably edit it out, but I'll forget. Um, so yeah, so as someone who is not only a massive supporter of the scene, but also a, an avid musician, what is effectively, what is the coolest thing you think you've done? It doesn't have to be in the UK, it can be anywhere. Okay. Um... I mean, the the thing that springs to my mind. I mean, obviously, playing the Sophie stage at Bloodstock was was incredible. Um, I imagine. But yeah, also going out to um, play at Metal Days. I think. I mean, that's that's like where my my mind goes immediately. I didn't know whether you were thinking on a more smaller scale. But, no, no. Uh, so, uh, but again, you can you can answer small scale. You can answer UK. You can answer anything. It doesn't matter. You can also answer <laughs> a few things. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just radio. Sure. I mean, um, one thing I really enjoyed was when we did Daybreak Festival. Um, and so we only did two iterations of it. And maybe one day we can do another one. But um, being able to, like, um, pick some, like, smaller bands to come and uh, join the bill um, over in Luton. And, uh, yeah, just have, like, little community going. That was really fun. I, I, I quite miss that. Yeah, maybe we should look into seeing if we could do that again. That would be cool. Because um, with Castlefest, I think you... I don't know if it was specifically you, but Asaya, I think, with the reason Asaya played was because either you recommended it or you sorted it out. Asira? Yeah. A-S-I-R-A. Yeah. Asira, I think it is. I can't... I don't know. I can barely <laughs> talk. I wouldn't, wouldn't go by what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we um, we invited them down, and then like people from Leeds came down to watch them, which I thought was quite astounding. That's cool. But they don't really play live very much, which is a shame because they're incredible. Yeah. Bless them. No, I like them. They 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 were cool. They were one of the mm. highlight. Between that and Suma, was Suma you as well? No, that was um, I think that was Paul and Je Paul and Jesse. And big love to them. Big actually, just big love to the Castle Tavern. Yeah, massive fan. I don't I don't go often enough because I live fucking miles away and my life is chaos. If you if you can imagine a ca uh, casserole on a washing machine, that's how I describe my. <laughs> Um, like, if you're playing Metal Days again, aren't you? Yes, yes we are. Fuck. That's yeah. so fucking cool. <laughs> so fucking cool. When is it? When is it? So, um, it's at the end of July. Um, yeah, and we're going to go all out because, like, 
last time we played, it was just us four in our swimming trunks. Like, that sounds weird. No. <laughs> in our, like, swim shorts. Uh, we, we were just like, it was, it was like 38 degrees and um, we were all like sweltering hot on stage. So we were just sort of like dicking around and having fun. But it seemed to go down really well. We got a pretty decent crowd. We played on like the, the third smaller stage, which doesn't exist anymore, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, we, we got invited back and they offered us, they said, you can either play on the main stage at like 4 p.m. in the bearing heat where I've seen firsthand you get like eight people come and watch you because it's unbearable to stand out in the sun. Absolutely. It said, or... You can go on the second stage uh, at like seven, seven pm ish, um, in, and the second stage is in the woods as well. And, I was, and we were just like, it's definitely the second stage. Definitely the woods. Fuck yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it again? It's in Slovenia. Tolmin in Slovenia. Very yeah. Nice. So we're going to bring Ariana with us on the cello, uh, and we're also going to bring Paul Mercer, who we were talking about earlier from Luton. Love and He's with uh, lights on the stage. He wants to emulate like um, a sunrise, I think. So at the beginning of our set slowly changing the light to the end to make, to make it like really bright at the end. Oh my God. And the, the best Such part about all idea. of this is the fact that if we get the slot we think we're going to get, the sun will set uh, as we're playing. Jesus. Yeah. That uh, is fucking majestic. Please tell me you're filming it. We're not filming it, no. Uh, maybe Metal Days will. We're not, but... Um, <clears throat> if, yeah. if there is anyone from Metal Days that listens to this, one, cheers. Two, film it. Because if you pull that shit off, that's going to be fucking perfect. Yeah. We oh, need to try God. record. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I should probably play music. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just, I enjoy a chat. Yeah. Your, your next one is, is from your dear friend who he has mentioned multiple times. I, I fucking love his solo stuff. Um, yeah. you, you've chosen, have you chosen it specifically because it's Pratt? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I also really like the song as well. Yeah. It's so chilled. It's got like Delta Sleep vibes. <laughs> yeah. I like to think like he basically is just channeling his love for Phil Collins. That's, that's basically what. <laughs> yeah. If you've ruined it, if now all I can think of that is Phil Collins, <laughs> I can have words. Um, and I'm going to, I'm then going to go into the next track after that because um, not that we have loads. We've just, I should probably do a bit more music. Uh, you've chosen Oddland, uh, Vermilion mm. Part 4, Feed the Void. I've never heard of this band. No? It's a cool track, man. It's a really cool track, but yeah. Um, so I discovered Oddland because they were supporting Persephone on tour. Mm. Um, uh, Oddland are like this kind of—I um, don't want to use the word gent, but it, maybe it will p- paint a picture of what the guitars sound like. But with the uh, incredible clean vocals over the top as well, he's mm. got such voice. Just this random band from Finland that I just never heard of, um, and then I saw them on tour with Persephone, and I was just straight away i was hooked and i've been listening to them since and i absolutely love them they're so underrated and this year they released an album and the first track is like 20 over 20 minutes long and they've broken up in five parts but this is one of the singles they released and i think it works really well as a single as well it's a bit of a new um yeah. fantastic i gent i think is the is definitely the the sound i would say um, yeah that's it's very you'll see you'll see so uh we'll do uh james pratt this is from is it an album or is it his EP? It's it's an album that's coming. Yeah. Cool. So it's from Back to You. This is Back to You. And then after that will be uh, Odderland, as I said. Hearts 
I'm slowly running out of material because I'm a legend and I only made enough show notes because I thought, um, I think that'll do. Because uh, again, time is a human concept. Um, your next track you've chosen is Omni and Gatherum, which mm. I know you are a massive fan of, which I, I mean, I can only thank you for, because between, I think a good a good chunk of my, my record collection is because of you, especially Ghost Brigade. And I'm really surprised you didn't choose a Ghost Brigade track. Yeah, well, I thought it would be a bit on the nose. <laughs> no, like, not at all. Fuck it. Always going on about them. Yeah, but they're amazing. I can't... Another one of those bands where you sit there and you go, this is amazing, and then you slip into depression realising they don't exist anymore. Yeah. It's just... Uh, it's fucking miserable. Mm-hmm. I do have all four of their albums on vinyl now, though. Very Thanks nice. for the issues. Thank God. Yeah. Thank you. I bought... Um, I've got... Ah, uh, shit. I can't remember what one I've got, but it's... it's the, actually... Stay there. I'll edit it out. It doesn't matter. Stay there. All right. I'm going to pour a drink then because it sounds like I'm weeing. Seamless editing. Uh, one with the storm I've got on um, on record, but then it's got like remixes with it. And my slip mat and it is possibly, I mean, it was just there at Bloodstock and I had to have it. Uh, I, I remember. Get, yeah. I yeah. Get it. James got it for me. I was so jealous when you got that. <laughs> I, but I'm sure, I'm sure there's still versions of it kicking around. So that was what I was going to ask: is it, are, are any of them the special versions? No, no. Um, I have a copy of the first. I think the first pressing of One with the Storm because um, my friend Ash Ash Roper um, he gave me a couple of his vinyls before he left because he's moved to Vietnam now. But he left wow. me like four of his vinyls, and one of them was that Ghost Brigade album. I think he just knew how. Much I love that band, so it's like you you take care of this, and I was like, yes, I will. They and are then... so good. They to me are like the epitome of what Melodeath is. But I, you'll probably now correct me and say that it isn't post metal. <laughs> but me, they are the uh, it's a combination of the two, I reckon. Yeah. But <laughs> it, I think it goes to show, like the, what we were talking about earlier about how those two um, genres are far more closely related. You know, absolutely, because they're so. Because say when you look at bands like Persephone, I mean, I would I would immediately put that into like tech death metal. Mm. But I mean, it is more metal death. But um, I suppose that's the wonderful sliding scale of the genre. Yeah, and there's a convenient umbrella genre that you can put anything under, which is progressive metal, right? Oh fuck so, yeah. yeah! Yeah, I just tend to just call this stuff progressive metal and then not worry too much about it. <laughs> I might just do that if I can't. If I now can't think about it, if it's a track over three minutes, I'll be like, "Yeah, it's progressive." Yeah, <laughs> um, but that's the wonderful science cat. See, it isn't just fucking noise, all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you heard um, your track on the Gathering. Why? Why? Pa- it's. It's. I mean, it's. It's a brilliant. It is a brilliant track, and I don't know if it's from the album that I know. Uh, but why? Why Paragon? So this is the first single from their latest album, Origin. And when I first heard it, I was like, yeah, it's all right. And then on <laughs> on repeat listens, it just grew and grew and grew on me. And honestly, like this album is, is such a grower, I think, because um, it's so it's so much more simple. It's so much more stripped back. It's all about like the riffs and the melodies. Um, there's not really much complication going on, but it, it it's just such a refined album. It's such a mm. it's clearly an album from a mature band who have been in the game for like 20 years, you know, and they, they've just got to a point now where they just cut all the chaff, you know, it's just like, they just get straight to the point. And, uh, I, I have to say, this is probably my favorite album of theirs since beyond. 
um, simply Beyond's because... Beyond's the one I know. Beyond's the one I know. And you're very right. They've definitely refined themselves since then. Mm. They were sort of meandering a bit, I feel like, the albums after that. They're still incredible albums, absolutely worth checking out. But I feel like they've kind of reached a point now where they know what they want to do and they're just steaming ahead with it, you know. But uh, I think New World Shadows will always have a special place in my heart. Like, I don't know that they'll ever be able to to replicate that sound, but why should they, you know? Like, New World Shadows and beyond, it was like a, a, a period in time when Melodeth just kind of had that sound. Um, like, I think they got probably got compared to Insomnium a lot around then. And then Marcus obviously joining Insomnium, they were probably like, yeah, we should probably ch- change our sound up a bit and do something else, you know? Because otherwise, we're Insomniums, yeah. But Insomnium, again, I just they just seem to they just seem to be getting better from from yeah. the stuff from the, the stuff that I think oh, I mean it's a good couple of years ago. The problem is COVID's ruined my brain. I don't know time anymore because it is a human concept. Yeah. Um. But the stuff that you I know you showed me a few years ago to to now. I mean, it, again, progressive metal, but not just progressive in the in terms of how it how the genre of it go how the sorry how the journey of that track goes of how they go progressively themselves yeah its own double progression yeah right cool this is omnium gathering
the future. The future of uh, Camp Skies. Where are you? Um, what what is what is effectively the future of Camp Skies? Well, <clears throat> um, the future will be a third album, I guess, which nice. we are in the process of writing. We have a few sort of ideas floating around at the moment. Um, nothing particularly solid, um, but it already sounds different to Glow. Like I think that the difference between New Dawn to Glow, it will happen again between Glow and the new album. Um, but that's how it should go because you're very right. N new Dawn's good. Glow, and I'm I'm not just saying this because I'm biased. Glow is Glow is f a phenomenal album, and yeah. in terms of watching the progression of everything from the writing of it which is still very quintessentially count the skies but you can just hear the influence is always evolving and there's always more and everything from that to just your vocals and specifically and i've made a point of doing this listening to old hate spire stuff early <laughs> count the sky stuff and now current count the sky stuff you have come along leaps and bounds it's incredible incredible right. the progression you have made so I mean, Glow blew up proper, like from that's that's what it seems to be from 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 my perspective. And I try to, I, I personally try to kind of step back a little bit and try to see it from as if I don't know you and we haven't spent a lot of time drinking and dancing to heavy metal at festivals. It has, it is massive. It is. Did you? It was that intentional, or did it just kind of get? Did it just run away? Um. Sorry, can you? What do you mean by that? Basically, did you go? We've just written a new album. Let's get it out to every motherfucker out there now. Or did you kind of go? No, we're going to promote it. But did you intend? Was the intention for? Yeah, this this shit's going to get massive. I I don't I don't think so. No, I mean um, we. It, it was a bit different this time because obviously we changed label. So um, when we released New Dawn through Colony. Um, we were working with a PR agency in the UK as well. Uh, so we tried to push it as hard as we could, but when it's your first album, you know, you, you take what you can get really, you know, yeah. like your introduction to the scene. Uh -huh. Um, with the second album with glow, we were working with Willowtip records. They have their own PR company. Um, and, uh, we just sort of left it in their capable hands. Um, I think that also having the weight of a, like a renowned label like Willowtip as well. They're obviously quite a small label, but they've been going for 20 years. They've released some really awesome stuff on that label. It's, it's such an honor to be like part of that label now. It's crazy. I remember me and, me and Pratt listening to like the first album by Arsis in his parents' house when we were like, I don't know, 20 years old or whatever. Like to, to think we're actually on that, that label now is just absurd. That is uh, so cool. Yeah, and it's just been, it's been incredible. I mean, also like having reach in America as well is, is quite a new thing for us. We, we barely touched America with New Dawn, but Glow being released by an American label, now we've got all these Americans listening to us as well, you know. That's, that's just, yeah, it's crazy. So that would be amazing for you guys to go over and play there, because the Met, I mean, I know we're a little island and we're very, very influential. Um, anyone who's anyone who's ever looked into rock and metal knows how influential the UK is when it comes to the scene. But for you yeah. guys, the, the scene in the US is some fucking new level from, yeah. from what I've seen and from what I've heard from friends of mine who have gone and, and, and toured only little stuff. So yeah. I guess that's that's where your future will be. That would be incredible for you guys to play in the US. Oh, 
that would be amazing yeah as long as you don't move out there because we don't go i know we don't actually get to see each other that often but that would sadden me because i can't fly because i'm crap uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't have any intention of, of uh yeah running away to another country or anything there that'd be fucking beautiful um <laughs> your next track because i've written i've written don't forget tracks on my notes because uh, again I, I could just we could be here for days <laughs> asphalt asphalt yeah. Uh, I'll develop. I don't know. Burnaway so we... Equinox. Why? Okay, so um, this is a little EP from a little while ago, actually. Um, it's from like 2018. Um, it's something I was talking to a, a German friend of mine, and I said, um, "Chuck me some recommendations um, if you think I'll like it. Just let me know." And he threw me a couple of things, and then this was one of the things he sent me. And when I heard it, I was like, "Oh my!" God, this is incredible. It's a little four-track EP, but it's like a perfect blend of like post-metal and uh, black metal as well. I guess post-black metal is the term you would throw out there, but like there are parts which are like strictly post-metal and parts which are strictly black metal, so it's kind of a, more of a blend. But um, I don't know what they're doing. I just I absolutely love it. It's, it's got such an interesting sound to it, and I was hooked on this EP for ages, uh, to the point I actually ended up buying it on vinyl as well. Nice. <laughs> Got a nice mint green copy of it. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, So uh, yeah, I, I I love these guys. I really hope that they can uh, get the recognition they deserve and get out on tour and stuff. I'd love to see them live. Yeah. Fantastic, cool. I think it's Asavald. Asavald. Let's go with that. <laughs> Here is them.
uh you mentioned delali's a project um so i imagine very much where you were saying a kind of oh the project itself i imagine it's very much spearheaded by um oh fuck i've forgotten his name i only mentioned him yeah what where's that going do you think i'm guessing full album because uh, although i mean the ep is what like half an hour 40 minutes long yeah yeah it's like that um well, I mean, the thing is, Gren is some kind of machine because he's just constantly writing music. We have, like, I don't know, probably like another eight unreleased tracks just sitting in Dropbox. They probably need some refinement, but he just he just churns them out, and they're all, like, really good as well. Um, yeah. I actually was writing just completely casually, just writing some, like, solo stuff of my own. It was, it was just me, like, messing around. Uh, and one of the riffs that I wrote, I was like, this sounds really doomy. So I just sort of threw it at Gren. I said, you, you can have this riff if you want it. And then he ended up writing like an eight minute song with it. And I was like, it just sounds great. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So hopefully that will come out at some point. Um, although I think we had to strip it back a bit because uh, we're like, we can't have just eight minute songs all the time. Like no one's ever going to play us on any radio stations. But you did. Thank you. I did. No, I will continue to do so. I, I find that I find it really bizarre. Um, commercial radio only kind of keeps you to under, I think it's under five minutes. It might even be around the three minute mark because mm. um, it just completely limits so much i mean i know it i could probably i could probably sit there and hand pick all of the bands that we know locally um and i'd say maybe an eighth of them it's kind of unless you're into punk punk uh, like three minutes for punk's quite long yeah from from my experience but um so do you because i thought pratt wrote most of the stuff for for countless do you do you do your own lyrics then so with me and Pratt, we, we kind of split it, although with Glow, he did a lot more of the writing because he he just sort of like knew where he wanted to go with it. So um, like with, with Glow, I, I sort of helped out with a couple of the riffs and I wrote the lyrics for a couple of the songs. Um, hopefully I'll be a bit more involved with the new album. Um, I think that it was just a quite chaotic time in my life with like new new career, like changing career and... Yeah other things you know that I, I wasn't quite as invested as i'd like to have been but i can't say that i regret it or anything because the product that came out of it is you know our best work easily it's, it's phenomenal absolutely phenomenal phenomenal <laughs> stuff and i think from that the amount of influence it has to other people i mean uh, j even just the way that the choir section was recorded even just the way the sections were recorded with the people i have effectively stored them in my own mind for for if anything like i want to progress myself so I, the album itself i think influence has influenced and will continue to influence quite a lot of people i know um we effectively we have a song which eventually when we release an album don't ask we <laughs> we we is penned down in, in even in i think in my notes as the countless skies rip off so <laughs> so like it, it glow glow is huge and I think only needs to get bigger. The variant of vinyls you guys have is ridiculous as well. <laughs> like I have the orange one, but I mean, fuck. Yeah, it's, that's it's my, crazy. My love of vinyl. I was like, I, I, we need to make more colourful things. But... I love it. It's phenomenal. <laughs> um, I should do another track. Uh, oh my god, yeah. So you told me um, you have to check this album out. And you have to check this out. This is, uh, I think it's Sylvain. Um, I close my eyes. Uh, I close my eyes so I can see from the album Nova. Yeah, I think it was them that you told me to check out. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if it was specifically that album. Um, talk, 
I can I know why, but talk me through it. Why? Okay, so um, it was pitched to me originally when the album Wistful came out as uh, Alcest with female vocals, and I was like, well, that's already piqued my interest. Yeah, that nails it. I've been following them since then, uh, and every release they seem to be getting better and better. But it's it's uh, the lead singer Catherine Shepherd. Her vocals are incredible. Honestly, we saw them um, last year at Damnation Festival. They performed. And first time I got to see them live, it was unbelievable. And right at the end of their set, the musicians all left the stage and she remained. And then she sang a traditional Norwegian folk song. Um, oh. And, oh my God, everyone in the room, just like hair standing on end. It was just unbelievable. I'd be a fucking mess. I... Um... I can never pronounce her name right, and I think it's Micah, um, M-Y-K-U-R. Yeah. Um, are you aware of her? She's yeah, An yeah. album called Folk Song. Um, I can't, I'm not even going to pretend to bastardise it, but that's that's the vibe I got from her voice. Light, it's airy. I didn't realise she was she was from there, but my Christ, I can imagine that was insane. Yeah, it was unreal. And the best thing is, is that she's also going to be at Metal Days this year. So we get to go and see her outdoors. Yes. That stage in the woods. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be insane. Right, anyway, um, I close my eyes so I can see. This is Sylvain.
I've written, I don't know why I wrote this. I wrote OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so are you releasing one? You should do. Uh, it's in the works, but I don't think that anyone's particularly interested. No. Uh, see, I, I disagree. My, I, I disagree. <laughs> there, there's at least one, but I'm not. I'll be dwarfed. I'll, I'll be dwarfed by Phil's one anyway. So you know, that's that's what the demand is. I just heard dwarf. I was in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fucking amazing. Um, I will. Actually, you know, I'm just gonna go onto your other track, and then I'm gonna attempt to uh, think of something. Ah, uh, oh, brilliant. Delta Sleep. I bloody love this bat. This again is you. Man, you just show me all the good shit. Um, <laughs> after image. Uh, I mean, I think I've played Delta Sleep before. Actually, I know I've played Delta Sleep before. They're just, they're phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. It's so unexpected. Because uh, I, I, I mean, most of the stuff you show me is, is effectively Melodeth, as I've said before. But this is just, it's magical. Hmm. It's an absolutely. I mean, hey, talk talk us through why you've gone through this choice. Sure. So I think that um, my love for Delta Sleep kind of snuck up on me. I didn't really realise how much I I love this band until I was looking at my like end of year Spotify stats. And uh, obviously, number one, I'm sure you can guess, Devin Townsend. Uh-huh. I think even two of his projects were like the top two. And then the third one. <laughs> was uh, Delta Sleep, and I was like, man, I really listen to this stuff a lot. And it's, I, I think it harkens back to, like, my my younger years of being into, like, pop punk and stuff means that I'm kind of, like, have a soft spot for some some of this sort of, like, um, it's got that sort of little bit of that vibe to it, but it's also um, got this crazy technicality to it as well, which you would find in, like, progressive metal or technical 100%. metal. Yeah, but it's, like, dialed back, it's softer, but it's also... It gets quite uh, like there's a lot of energy in it at times where it, it gets gets a bit chaotic almost, and uh, I don't know. I just I love it. It just it makes the cogs in my brain spin really quickly when I listen to it. You know, I'm just like really engrossed in it when I listen to it. I Absolutely. love it. Headphones. It's one of those I find for headphones. Yeah. That it just because it's becomes because you can immerse yourself so much in it. Um, it's definitely one for them. So let me just change my tabs. Uh, with after image, this is Delta Sleep.
Have you tried any decent ales recently? Yes, actually. Um, it was only yesterday that I was in Bulldog for the Bulldog Beer Festival, nice. which is finally back after you know a long, a long break. Um, so yeah, we went down there. Uh, we had a band practice, and then uh, because we practice in Bulldog, we all wandered down to the beer festival uh, to go and ch- check out what's going on. I mean, fuck it. While you're there, why not? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then. Um, a few of the guys left, so it's just me and Phil, and we were wandering around. Uh, they've got live music there as well. We saw uh, G LaRoche, you know G LaRoche? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he performed in a full Lycra outfit, which is hilarious. <laughs> just come out to some like motivational music, like dancing away like Mr. Motivator. Absolutely hilarious. And then, yeah, he did his usual thing and kept us all giggling away. Because you guys did, uh... have done Ghostbusters outfits. Yeah. And you've done swimsuits, so... Swimsuits is a... <laughs> I mean, Although, Lycra needs to be next, definitely. Oh, you reckon, yeah? Well, it'll help the OnlyFans. Yeah, I guess it would, Absolutely. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. For you and yeah. for Phil. Well, Nathan at Metal Days, he wore a suit, which was just like a pattern of bananas. So it was like his bananas. <laughs> he wore that on stage, which was, uh, yeah, pretty pretty amazing. Quite apt, <laughs> given I was introduced to him as Monkey. <laughs> and he would not tell me his name. So that was, um, oh shit, where was that? Bristol. Where yeah. I ended up wandering around with him in a suitcase and we were all absolutely cataclysmically fucked up. And he would not tell me his name no matter how much I started quizzing. And then Joe started quizzing him. And then I think he just ignored Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> just ignored him. Um, yeah, I, I at one point need to either bring you or when you're down this way, we've got Hopperly in Lee, which does all sorts of absolutely amazing crafty stuff. I'm not sponsored or endorsed by them at all. I just bloody love them. And I love the woman who runs them. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, we did Winter Pride recently, but I did it in a different capacity. And they have, they have what I can only describe as a strawberry milkshake, ale. Wow, which is a bit creamy and a bit cloudy, but it just it just works. Yeah, it is the oddest thing. It's the oddest thing. I had a Marmite one. I have no time for Marmite. No, 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 thank you. No, not at all. I like stouts, but yeah. that was just that was mm, no. No, I don't know about that. Not a fact. Does Bull? I know they do the 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 festival itself. Do they do they brew anything over that way? I don't know Bulldog. Um, <clears throat> I think so. I know that the Orange Tree, which is like one of my favourite pubs ever, uh, they always get guest ales in and they try to get stuff that's not f- from too far away. There's a a brewery in Buntingford which does some good beers. Was that was uh, the Orange Tree the place we went? Probably, probably. I, so. I know people there because it's my favourite pub in Bulldog. Um, and uh, the guy who runs it is an absolute legend. Yeah. Now you know where to find him. Go stalk him. Actively <laughs> own stock. Uh, stalk Papa King. Um, <laughs> right. Last track. Um, it has been a genuine pleasure and honour talking to you. I don't talk to you often enough, and I can only apologise for that, but it was uh, it was nice to have it on a nicer, calmer, less chaotic <laughs> platform <laughs> from the last time I interviewed you. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, is there... 
anything else you want to to say to add to promote to to do um so um first of all it's been a pleasure to be on the show so thank you very much for inviting me i'm always always got time for you rj and i'm always happy to come on your show and talk to you whenever you Fuck want yeah, me. man we'll do this again we'll, we'll yeah. do a proper well I, I i will i will make time we'll have you over yeah, and you also need to come to Cambridge, and we'll, we'll go around all the pubs and drinks the beer here I, as well. I absolutely do. I've started following. Uh, is it weird things in Cambridge? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I think you shared something from it, and it made me laugh yeah. so much. I was like, "This is this is a page." Um, yeah, a hundred percent, man. I need to I need to come and I need I need to free up some time. I need to free yeah. up some time. Um, yeah, it's pl- well, always a pleasure. Yeah, what I'd say is basically at the moment we're on a like a stint of gigs where we are bringing Ariana. Um, who was the cellist on our album. She's joining us live on stage. She is she so good. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, she won't be there for the Bristol or the Cardiff show, but we're trying to bring her to basically every other gig we've, we've got planned for the, for the rest of the year. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it's kind of like a different spin on, on our music where, um, yeah, we, we, we've written some new cello parts for... Uh, not just glow songs, but also some new dawn songs as well. Uh, where she's not just like, following the same melody as the guitar; she's actually playing some like uh, extra harmoni- harmon- harmonies, but, uh, counter melody, yeah. um, and it just adds another level to the sound. And yeah, I'm really excited uh, to be doing that with her and to to bring that to the stage as well. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe I can't really talk about it, but maybe we'll we've got a little secret project. In the works as well that you're here yeah. fuck yeah that sounds amazing given the green light recently and uh yeah just just know we're up to something in the background i'll leave fuck it at that yeah. no that's that's all we need i'm already slightly damp from excitement um <laughs> your last track uh dgm blame um yeah tell us tell us about it all right um yeah this this album came out uh don't know um a little while ago maybe like five or six years ago um it yeah, I think I it caught my attention because the first track has Russell Allen from Symphony X doing guest vocals. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm, I can get behind this. And then I heard the rest of the album, and it's just it's so catchy. It's just like what I would call like prog power metal or power prog metal. I don't know. Power but prog it's, sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got definitely got that sort of vibe. Um, and yeah, it's just a bunch of like really awesome melodies. Uh, you know, scattered across the album. But this last track, Blame, like, I swear to God, this song, it, every time I hear it, it's just oh, so good. Yeah, that, that chorus <laughs> punches you in the gut. Yeah. So I, I thought that'd be a great way to end end the... Uh... Oh, 110%. Um, for all of those who have listened, um, uh, thank you. Uh, and the, your continued support for Iron Horse is absolutely fucking awesome. Um, I should probably do a bit of plugging. You can find uh, Countless Skies on Facebook, um, literally Countless Skies, uh they can find you you guys are on instagram as well aren't you we are yeah twitter yeah pick a platform and follow them or go for all of them i highly encourage that iron horse is on instagram iron underscore horse underscore sfob you can email me but i can't remember the email address (laughs) (laughs) uh and um uh, fuck it just contact me on instagram and uh support um shit for bonds on patreon um and just support them anyway because they're fucking brilliant uh papa king it's been amazing um a pleasure as always and uh yeah for your last track i am now viewing cool this is dgm and blame sorry go on say your last thing 
I was just going to say thanks again for having me on, man. Fucking, it's awesome, man. Here we go. Yeah.